This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening. Hello, everybody. Um, it's lovely to be here on this wonderful Sunday evening. Today, we are going to be having a look at mind mapping technology and the reasons behind the use of such technology. Uh, my name is Tom Starkey. Um, some of you are going to be on half term next week. So here's to you guys. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Yeah, please do. Yeah, if you've got uh, any comments about mind mapping technology, if you've got any recommendations, something that you can use in the classroom or beyond, let me know. Uh, stick it on Twitter, stick it on the chat here on Podbean, or basically just let everybody know what is good in the world of technology. Now, um, I've, got a, I've got a bit of a confession to make when it comes to mind mapping. I am not really somebody who lends themselves towards mind mapping, or at least I didn't think so. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Back in the day, the thing that put me off mind mapping, and uh, I'm going to be brutally honest here because it's a Sunday night, you know, there's no point in trying to trying to hide these things. The thing that put me off mind mapping originally uh, was inset days because it seemed like every single inset day, no matter what the subject, it could be safeguarding, it could be Shakespeare, it could be uh, how many times should you stop that kid running in the corridor before you think to yourself, oh my goodness me, I'm going to go absolutely mental. Everything had, everything had a mind map to it. You had to sit there in a group and then you had to negotiate with the group which role you were going to take on. My God, that got brutal fast, you know. Uh, oh, uh, who's going to do the writing? I have never seen a group of teachers become so silent after being asked that particular question uh, who's who's going to be who's going to do the writing and the, the, you know it went absolutely absolutely vicious i'm not writing I'm not doing it i'm not writing you, you do the writing you're, you're the english teacher you do the writing i'm the english teacher i should take a break from the writing you do the writing you're the pe teacher you don't do anything else you know uh, i'm joking of course of course pe teachers know that i'm joking they've got wonderful sense of humor um but yeah so when it came to mind mapping and planning things the problem that I had is that the only time that I ever did it was when I was sat bored out of my mind in some sort of training day. But that means uh, that I was kind of given the whole mind mapping thing a little bit of a short shrift, to be honest. And strangely enough, as is ever the case when it comes to these things, it was students who kind of pointed me and the kind of direction of how these things might well be useful. Now, I don't know if you know this, my job is a, um, it's a rather grand title. I'm an assistive technology advisor. And what that means is that I help students to find technology that will help them in their studies. Um, one of the biggest requests that I have, and one of the biggest requests that I have had since I've been in this role for about two years now, is mind mapping software. And I'm I was really surprised by that because of my hesitancy, cynicism, possibly about this particular way of working. I mean, I'm a lists man, 
you know i'm all about the straight up chronological i am i can't be doing with like grabbing things from over here grabbing things from over there putting them in the same place that's chaos that's that's just chaos i can't oh can't even can't even uh tell you how uncomfortable it made me feel but ever since being in the job that i do Students have come to me and say, this is a way that I work. And um, uh, in my case, we're talking about higher education. We're talking uh, students who are doing degrees, PhD students, and so on and so forth. Many of these students who have um, uh, disabilities and issues um, when it comes to reading, when it comes to planning, when it comes to all these different types of things. And so when I started the job, I never for thought for once, I never thought that mind mapping would be one of the biggest requests, but turns out it is. You know, turns out it is. And it's difficult as somebody who doesn't or hasn't used that particular way of doing things. It's difficult to see the appeal. Really difficult to see the appeal. But, but the students, they were like, well, you know, it means I can get all these different things, all these different ideas in my head, all these different paragraphs sometimes. I had a student who was writing PhD who wrote it primarily in a mind mapping program. You know, um, so that way of working that kind of uh structure where you can get all these different types of things and put it in one place and be able to uh shift things around be able to see everything be able to maybe identify links between certain subjects that you may not have thought about before or may not be able to think about uh in any other way of doing things um yeah it really changed my mind about this kind of thing it really changed my mind so um, what I thought I would do is a little later on, we'll do um, the regular bit of Tom's tech tips. Uh, I'd just like to point out to the producers, I, I still don't have uh, a jingle for that. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed in you if I'm, uh, I'm going to be totally honest. So, you know, uh, you know, come on, guys, keep up, keep up, work with me, work with me. It's supposed to be a professional sounding show and I've got no jingle for Tom's tech tips. It alliterates for goodness sake. It's not going to be difficult. Not going to be difficult. Get get somebody with a cheap Casio keyboard and we're done. You know, I'll do the recording. It's absolutely fine. But yeah, we'll do it. Look at some of the, some recommendations from you guys out there. Uh, I've got my own ideas when it comes to mind mapping. So a couple of questions I thought might be an idea for this particular show is, uh, first off, do you have a particular mind mapping app that you use with your students or you use yourself? Um, you know, ha have a share, let other people know, because uh, this kind of stuff can be really, really, really useful. Uh, that's the first question. Um, so if you do have uh, a particular favorite um, and uh, listen, just just before we do kind of like go go to the audience, go to the crowd, uh, don't be a uh, don't be like the head of a tech company who <laughs> deals with mind maps coming in here saying oh this mind map is amazing yeah uh, we see you we see you so none of that all right but if you're a teacher if you're an educator if you are um, using mind maps in your teaching and learning if your students are using mind maps in their teaching and learning um, let us know what they are it could be uh, pc based um, it could be mobile based i've got a really good recommendation for a primarily mobile based mind mapping app which um, really, really has helped a lot of the students that I've worked with. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to hear from everybody else and see if this is kind of the technology that is, uh, well, is it, is it well used out there? 
Is it well used in secondary? Is it used at all? I've been surprised at how many people have come to me and say, do you have a recommendation about mind mapping? Because as I say, um, the only kind of memories of mind mapping I have is where you get that A4 or is it? No, no, no. The big A3 paper, you know, you sat with your colleagues from different departments who you don't rightly know. And then you're asked to, you know, just, just create a mind map uh, about this particular subject. And then, you know, all hell breaks loose. You know, nobody wants to, nobody wants to feedback either, do they? Nobody wants to feedback the mind map. Oh, gosh, you've got to be brave. You've got to be a brave soul to stand up and feedback the ideas. I used to love that bit, to be honest, because what that meant is that I, I could just say the ideas that I liked and then like everybody else is like, but what about that one? No, 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 no. That was truly awful idea. No, no. We'll just feed back the good stuff. And that good stuff was usually the stuff that I writ uh, I'd written myself. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so mind mapping is the uh, subject for the first part of this uh, wonderful, wonderful chance that I have on a Sunday evening to just basically talk at you. Uh, uh, the second part is going to be a little, a little bit more of a philosophical bent about not so much what mind maps represent but what productivity technology represents especially when it comes to education um i'm slap bang in the middle when it comes to looking at technology as a, a really really useful thing that helps many people in their jobs but also looking at technology as sometimes something that can be used to uh what's the word push people into doing things that perhaps um, may uh, may be a little bit um, uh, pressurized or trying to get people to do things that um, is more to do with uh, producing more and getting more out of these things um, than uh, perhaps is necessary or is desirable, especially for the individual who is using that particular technology. But anyway, yeah, so that is going to be the kind of basis for today's show. I'm here until half past nine. If you are listening live, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, uh, just uh, stick the headphones in and possibly listen to me as you drone off to sleep or listen to me drone as you fall asleep that's probably a little bit more accurate if we're all going to be quite honest um as i said in the introduction the massive the massively <laughs> massively aggressive intro jingle that we have um many of you uh, will be on half term next week and week after um uh, and uh, i salute those of you who are still working i'm trying not to kind of uh, i'm trying not to alienate a vast majority or a vast uh, quantity of the listening the listening uh, audience out there because some people will not be on half term next week and uh, so I have huge sympathy for those of you uh, that aren't on half time but just think about this when everybody else's half time is finished you'd be like you <laughs> oh yes oh you have to go back do you oh that's so unfortunate because i've got another week so don't be too downhearted if you're not off next week you know you can really really rub it in like properly rub it in um when people go back that's the kind of thing that i live for that kind of uh, those uh those small little moments of um of well malice i get <laughs> so yeah thanks thanks very much for listening um we're gonna start looking at um tom's 
talking about my talking about myself in the third person that's just um yeah that's a massive red flag on lots of different levels but that's what we're going to be calling the bit so uh we've got tom's tech tips and we're going to have a look at a couple of suggestions for mind mapping um if you've got any questions or if you've got any comments to make about mind mapping technology do you think it's of use do you not think it's of use do you think it's useless do you prefer um if you are uh, a uh, creator of the maps of the mind do you prefer using a technological aid or do you prefer just the good old marker pen and paper right in front of you because i'm not one for suggesting that anybody changes their way of working if you think that you know you've got your black and red pen and that is the way to do it and it works for you you go right ahead but uh have a listen to some of these suggestions um and maybe maybe you might find something that you enjoy using so um without further ado let's get on to tom's tech tips you see that that's the sound of a, a not a jingle anyway tom's tech tips tom tips tom's tech tips thank you tom well done there um yeah so when it comes to uh mind mapping there is so many different types and genres out there um it's one of the things that i'm not um that kind of uh didn't fill me with much confidence because i've sampled and used and tested a whole bunch of this stuff and it has to be said that when it comes to mind mapping software there are a large group that are very much much of a muchness it has to be said that mind mapping is one of those things that you can't really go too far into left field with you know because if you go too far into left field with a mind map uh, you're basically back to writing lists or you're basically uh, back to using a kangen board or something along those lines so um what i've tried to do is i've tried to pick out a couple of ones that have had really good feedback from the students who i work with um and that are a little bit different when it comes to uh either user interface or the way that you work with it or um anything like that really so -na 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 -na. in at number 2 i think we'll start with number 2 um uh, one of the most uh, popular choices for mind maps for students who I work with on the ADHD spectrum is a app that is called Mindly. Now, Mindly, um, one of the things that sets Mindly apart from the more traditional mind mapping program is its user interface, is the way that it looks. Aesthetics is really important when you're trying to create something. When you're trying to make sure that you are building something that's going to uh, last uh, building something that you're going to be able to use building something that's going to uh, appeal to you visually really um uh, many mind mapping programs are very very kind of stayed very kind of <laughs> we're a mind map this is the way to do it we're going to look uh, like a word document and this is how we were going to put a circle here and that's how that works and that's how it shall always work in the world of the mind map um, and mindly's a little bit different uh, Mindly uses um, uh, circles, basically. Mindly uses a, a really, really fun, really accessible way to input uh, your ideas. Um, it's available on mobile and it's available on uh, iOS. It's not available for Windows, unfortunately. But the mobile option, um, especially, 
is really, really good. What you can do is you press, uh, you press on your screen, you create a circle, and then you can use that circle to create other circles. And those are the branches of the mind map. It's a bit difficult when it comes to visualization for me to describe it. Uh, but what happens is, is a very, through a very easy process um, of uh, just picking what you want to create a mind map about and then pressing buttons on your phone. And we're just talking one button uh, to create a branch, one button to create a new idea, one button to create something a little bit different. And then what you can do is that you can manipulate these circles they're much like uh, diagrams of planets as they orbit different things and you can manipulate them really easily and the reason that i recommend mindly a lot is because the user interface is really easy when it comes to mind mapping there's a certain immediacy that i think is very important uh, to try and get whatever it is in your head down onto a page whether that be a digital space or whether that be a physical space and that immediacy is important and mindly really really works in taking a very short time to have an idea to recording that idea after you recorded that idea you can mess around with it in all sorts of different ways um, but the one thing that sets mindly apart in uh, comparison to other uh, mind mapping programs is just the way that it looks when you create the mind map and after you've finished creating the mind map it looks good it looks really professional it looks really kind of sophisticated uh ah that's a very good point uh tom how do you spell that so it is m-i-n-d-l-y um uh let me have a look as see if we can um uh, i'm going to see if we can do a little bit of uh, research during the show let's have a look if you hear clacking that is my ancient keyboard uh, yeah the um the actual site for the app itself is mindlyapp.com uh, a really really good choice if you um uh, want to have a really nice aesthetic easy to use mind mapping system as i say Mind mapping is not for everybody, but for the students who I've met and I've talked to who use mind mapping as one of the ways that they collect, collate information, uh, they write, uh, they write um, uh, essays, dissertations in a couple of cases using mind mapping software. Mindly is a really good, really immediate, really good looking way of going about it. All of the technology that I mentioned in the show, I will put uh, the links to in the uh, blurb for the download later on as well so um, don't worry about getting things down straight away uh, but my number two because there's only two today because I was like oh I could do I should do three everything when it comes to these kind of like top something or others it's like three or five or ten but I thought to myself hang on how much time do I actually have to spend talking about my maps um, I think I'll just go with two go into so that's what i've done today so mindly is the first one um you can find it at mindly m-i-d sorry m-i-n-d-l-y a-p-p dot com um so it's a it's a freemium to a certain extent and then there is a paid for option uh but have a look at it have a look at the way that it looks um and those of you that are kind of have that kind of image of a mind map whilst you sit sat in your training day on a piece of big piece of paper 
with a marker pen and you think, oh, I don't really know that's that's the way that I want to go. It's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. It is like, it's like, um, well, it's just like uh, mind mapping should be a very easy way to get an idea down. And that idea actually looks and is linked to other ideas in a really nice, straightforward fashion. So that's my first recommendation. So that's mind, mindly, mindly. Um, the second recommendation is a little bit, not so much the opposite, uh, but is a little bit of a um, uh, coming at it a different direction. When we're talking about immediacy and the way that people work and wanting to get ideas down, sometimes you just want a simple, free, freely available option so you can just get that those ideas down um, and easily use what is online and available at the moment. So my second, uh, my second um, recommendation on Tom's Tech Tips, Tom's Tech Tips. Doo -doo 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 -doo. That's not getting any better, is it? That really isn't. I'm going to have to try hard with that one. You know what? You know what? I'm just going to make my own. I'm going to make my own jingle. I'll have my own jingle ready next time I'm on the show. How's that? There you are. There's technology for you. There's technology for you. So my next uh, recommendation is a really simple, really straightforward one. Um, it's available online uh, for free, and it's available um, for anybody who has an internet connection. It's a really simple. It doesn't take up any kind of um, any kind of weight when it comes to PCs. You can access it from PCs. You can access it from mobiles, um, and it's just straightforward. And it's there, and it's called mindmaps.app so m-i-n-d-m-a-p-s dot a-p-p if you've got a computer in front of you at the moment whilst you're listening to me you can have a go now you know it's that accessible it's online um i'm using it through a chrome browser at the moment and i'm having a look at it and it is just a nice simple straightforward uncluttered mind mapping software um just the basics, the uh, the meat and potatoes of mind mapping. Um, so that's what, uh, as um, mindly is kind of the aesthetic, uh, beautiful kind of uh, um, artist's portrait of mind mapping. Mind maps is basically, oh, God, yeah, let's go. Right, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not pretty. It's not, um, It's it doesn't uh, create something that you would hang in a gallery as it were but what it does it does a good job and it does it immediately um the actual page that it is on also comes with instructions straight away there's nothing else that you need to do um if you want to use this particular program you've got options to um download what you create you've got options to change color and all these different things but the one uh thing that i like about mindmaps.app is that it's classic it's classic it's no frills no pretension no kind of oh this is going to change your life. this mind map program will change your life how many times do you hear that when it comes to technology when it comes to educational technology this this program will allow you to do a thousand different things well, no it won't it's a mind mapping program and mindmaps.app is a really good one it's solid uh, so that's my other recommendation when it comes to mind mapping programs. Um, uh, the other good thing about mindmaps.app is that you can use it with really, really basic equipment. I say basic equipment, but so for instance, Chromebooks works great with Chromebooks. 
if your school has uh, invested in Chrome, I love Chromebooks. I'm really sorry. I, I should be a bit more. Uh, I should be a bit more kind of like uh, non-bias, but I really love Chromebooks. I use one uh, myself. But yeah, so schools, if you've uh, invested in Chromebooks, um, this is a really good option. If you want the class just to kind of get their ideas down really, really swiftly, like lickety split, really nicely done. Um, not as immediate a user interface as Mindly. Uh, Mindly is a couple of button presses. And also the good thing about Mindly, one of the things that, um, really stands out for me because it's a mobile option in many cases. Uh, many of my students uh, use uh, uh, speech-to-text, um, either the kind of like the native Android or the native uh, iPhone speech-to-text. And if you use that in conjunction with Mindly, you can like create mind maps like just like that. If you didn't hear that, that's me clicking my fingers. Um, uh, uh, let me give let me give that another go. You get, yeah, yeah, there we go. That's a bit better. So, yeah, um, Mindly, really good, really immediate, and mindmaps.app, just a great meat and potatoes way of using mind maps in your planning. But as I say, if anybody's got any recommendations that they'd like to share, uh, stick them on the chat, stick them on Twitter. I'll be having a look and seeing uh, if there's been any feedback that way. Good friend, uh, good friend of mine on Twitter, Theo, he's already recommended uh, MindMeister which is a really, really good program, a really good fully featured mind mapping program. But maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree. Maybe it's just myself in my own work that has seen this kind of popularity of mind mapping programs just appear. And maybe it doesn't really work anywhere else. Maybe it's not happening anywhere else. So let me know. Do you use mind mapping software yourself? Do you use it with your students? What do your students think about it? Um, but whilst we're having a, a ponder, of those uh, of those questions um, let's just have a little listen to the news this episode of teachers talk radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack group the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care they're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen grade improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC Schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn. U-P-L-E-A-R-N dot co dot UK. Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland 
full, free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Evening Standard reports on comments made by the Duke of Westminster in an article featured on the paper's website. The article focuses on the government's pledge to provide £79 million to help improve mental health support for children and young people in England. The pledge, made 12 months ago, would help grow the number of mental health support teams in schools from 59 to 400 by April 2023. In the article, the Duke highlights data provided by children's mental health charity Place to Be and the National Association of Head Teachers, which shows that between April and October of last year, over 400,000 under-18s were referred for specialist mental health care in England, a 70% increase in the same period in the pre-pandemic 2019. Isolation, the breakdown of formal and informal support, Periods of lost education and the social and academic pressures of returning to school have all taken their toll. The Duke focuses on the importance of early intervention and argues the case for funding to be developed here to prevent a further increase in young people requiring crisis-based specialist treatment. The article is featured as part of coverage of Children's Mental Health Week and includes references to research by Oxford University's Department of Psychology which suggests that children from low-income families or those with special educational needs may have experienced greater mental health problems than others and are likely to recover at a slower rate than other groups. The article concludes by reiterating the need for early intervention and a call to ensure that young people have their voices heard. With Valentine's Day approaching, pupils in Jersey have been visiting elderly members of the community to spread some joy. Operation Valentine is an annual event run by students from one of the island's schools. The event, which includes a Valentine's meal, has been held for more than 30 years. This year, due to the Covid restrictions, the meal cannot be hosted, but instead they're delivering Valentine's afternoon tea hampers to local care homes. 160 hampers were delivered on Friday and the day is regarded as very special, as this small gift has a huge impact. In Northern Ireland, rugby legend Rory Best has launched a sports project aimed at making sport more accessible for young people with disabilities. Best is an ambassador for Sported, a UK-wide charity that supports grassroots sports groups. The charity will support four groups in Northern Ireland in becoming more accessible for disabled young people. 
spotted aim for its Include project is to see more young people with disabilities participate in sports and, as a result, have increased self-confidence and improved physical and mental health. Best said he was honoured to support the launch of this wonderful project. A press release on the European Union's official website outlines the EU Africa Global Gateway Investment Package, which will focus on education, skills and technical vocational training. The release focuses on how EU funding will support joint action on improving the quality of teaching in participating countries, empowering girls and vulnerable groups through education, developing skills and vocational education, and improving youth exchanges in Africa and between Africa and Europe. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, it's Safer Internet Week with the official day being on Tuesday the 8th of February. This year, the UK Safer Internet Centre is questioning whether gaming online is all fun and games. They ask young people to explore respect and relationships in online gaming. A lot of schools may be having drop down days and you may be expected to deliver an online safety lesson. This is great, but are you confident in your knowledge? There's nothing worse than having to teach a lesson out of your comfort zone, especially when you're discussing a topic where the learners may know more than the teacher. Saferinternet.org.uk, the brains behind Safer Internet Day, have come to the rescue with a series of films under the heading of Virtual Assemblies on their website. Starting with a story about in-app purchases getting out of hand for 3-7 to year olds, and then for 7-11 to and 11-18s to having a discussion on online behaviour and respect. This resource is informative and will allow those of us that are less confident to play the film and facilitate a discussion. As always, if you're going to use an online resource, make sure you've watched it first to make sure it's appropriate for your pupils. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Okay, now I'm very glad I listened to that. Uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I'm going to have to start a mind map about what I'm going to do to try and get something to the love of my life uh, for tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, is there a chance that I can just finish this early and just uh, get down the garage? This is what I'm wondering. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, mind mapping is what we're talking about in the first. Uh, part of this particular uh, episode. Um, so uh, mind mapping kind of, who does it appeal to when it comes to planning? Well, from what I've uh, seen and the students who I talk to, if students are struggling when it comes to linking ideas together, whether that be about a certain topic, whether that be about a certain project, whether, that, well, uh, basically, if students are concerned, it's sometimes very overawing when you are perhaps doing a bit of independent learning, perhaps you're uh, uh, embarking on a group project, if you're that kind of sadist, um, it's very difficult to kind of gather your thoughts in regards to that type of deal. Uh, mind mapping is a really good way of doing that. As I mentioned, uh, it does also allow an alternative way of information collation, recording, and so on and so forth. And it gives you a little bit more, uh, 
that gives you a little bit more scope to kind of personalize the information that you are uh, making. Um, many mind mapping programs allow you to not just add text, they allow you to add links to websites, they allow you to add images. Um, there's lots of uh, programs that allow you to use emoticons now. And so when it comes to mind mapping as a way, as a process, uh, sometimes it can be a really good option for lots of different students. However, there's always been a little bit of, well, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. There's always been that little bit kind of like, oh, my, my, it's a little bit kind of, it's a little bit kind of, uh, I don't know, it's a little bit basic, a mind map, isn't it? You know, with your, with your marker pen and your, and your uh, massive piece of paper, you know, anybody can come up with that. Well, not necessarily. Lots of, um, uh, mind mapping options allow you to create a mind map in the program and then allow you to export that mind map into a different form, whether it be uh, a Word document, whether it be a PDF image, and so on and so forth. A lot of students who I've uh, worked with use a mind mapping program such as Mind Genius or Mind View to uh, create an outline for an essay. Um, in a mind map style, uh, as you would with any kind of subject, uh, they write the essay within the mind mapping program and then the program allows you to convert that mind map into a different form which is uh, sometimes a really good idea if you are looking at a way to create something in a uh, creative visual way but what you need by the end product is that you need uh, a straight up text you know so i know for a fact that mind view and mind genius both have export options and uh, it means that uh, you can export these uh, mind maps uh, and if you use them in a certain way or if you do things in a certain way you can basically create a document using a mind map style so some people are a little bit hesitant about you know oh, mind mapping it's a little bit it's not really the norm it's a little bit far out from the norm for it to be taken seriously perhaps, but there's lots of different options in regards to mind mapping software that allow you to take a mind map and allow you to convert it into another form, something that's perhaps a bit more recognized, such as a Word document. So for instance, excuse me, uh, you can create a mind map and for each of the branches of the mind map, you can have uh, certain chapter headings, uh, you can have uh, certain paragraph headings, and then when you convert it into a Word document, it basically has, it becomes a workable in some cases, very academic document. So sometimes I think that the process itself is uh, valuable. You know, when we are writing something, when students are writing something, sometimes there's a certain amount of trepidation and fear when it comes to writing um, and planning in a particular way. And what mind mapping software and mind mapping in general can do is it can make that planning or make those ideas or make the process of collation um, a little bit more accessible. And I think that's always a bonus. Um, one of the great things about this technology, well, it's equally a blessing and a curse when it comes to this kind of technology, education technology. I guess it is mind mapping, to be honest. Um, one of the blessings is that there's so many different options out there that if a particular program isn't really working, um, there's always something uh, when it, in regards to an alternative that you mean. So if you are using a particular program, you think, ah, actually, that, this isn't really doing it for me, then there'll be something out there that's a little bit more to, uh, to your liking as it were. Um, 
as teachers and educators, I guess it's sometimes uh, really beneficial just to take a little bit of time just to have a look and see what's out there. Um, with the, your students in mind, uh, <laughs> you see what I did there, mind, oh yeah, um, with your students in mind, because what that means is that you're uh, kind of the expert on how your students work. So if you have an idea of the different types of programs that are out there, it's really nice um, to introduce a student to a particular program, a particular app, um, a particular way of working that you know might be a really, really good fit. That does take a bit of time though, and uh, believe you me, I understand that teachers are incredibly time poor. Um, so hopefully this show, one of the other things that it will do, apart from perhaps um, uh, befuddle uh, people as to why they have let this person just talk uh, on a Sunday evening, um, it may give you some uh, uh, heads up, as it were, as to some of the different options out there. Um, because I'm, I, I'll tell you the truth. I'm a convert. I am a convert. I've uh, uh, traditionally I've been very much a list kind of guy. Uh, lists within lists, sometimes infinite lists, uh, inception lists, listceptions, basically to try to organise many different kind of facets of my life, whether it be uh, academics or whether it be uh, personal uh, things. Uh, lists were always the thing for me. However, uh, having started to get into the uh, crazy world of mind mapping, I found it real, uh, really be a benefit, especially, and as I mentioned that before, especially in trying to find links between certain subjects and thinking to myself, almost on a wider scale of things. Um, uh, the lists that I have uh, created before can sometimes be fairly generic and we've got yeah Seema yeah <laughs> uh, we've got Seema here and she's saying that um, sometimes one of the, the simple things appear on her list that possibly you don't get time to do during the day when you're teaching like uh, eat <laughs> um, that's always a good one to tick off guys if you've got eat on your list um, make sure you get that ticked off but as a priority. Don't know about you, but a hangry teacher is a, is a pretty uh, pretty scary thing. Um, have I, uh, Julian has just uh, sent in a message says, hi, have you looked at argument mapping software? No, I haven't actually, Julian. That's something that I would really like to have um, a little bit more experience in. So thanks for all the suggestions that are coming through um there does seem to be kind of uh people do seem to be fairly positive around mind mapping software um as ever as i say to students as i say to people who are embarking on using technology it probably won't solve all your organizational problems um and we'll talk a little bit about this a bit further on in the show but it might do uh, a tiny little bit to help as it were um yeah i'm a recent convert uh Oh, thank you very much, Julian. Um, we've got a, a suggestion here. Um, uh, check out ndoxalearning.com. Oh, Julian's the developer. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love this. I really do. I love it when people suggest things that they're working on and suggest things that they are involved in because it shows a it shows a little bit of a shows a, a little bit of passion about the projects that they're working on. Um, 
So that's great, Jim. And have a look at that. Um, I won't be able to pick up any phone calls at the moment purely because it's my uh, it's my kids' bedtime. So um, if you can, if you think that I'm trying to put on this kind of you know quiet, calming voice, it's because I have to be quiet. Because if the kids get wind that I am on, <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, if the kids get wind that I'm actually on um, a, a podcast, a kind of radio show, they will bowl in here they will bowl in here and they will take over. And to be honest, that'll probably be a lot more entertaining than just listening to me, but it will be a lot more chaotic. Believe you me, you know, oh, who's this? What's that? Mind mapping? No, we don't want to talk about mind mapping. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. can you do mind mapping in Fortnite? No, you can't do mind mapping in Fortnite. Why can't you do mind mapping in Fortnite? Uh, that's how it will go. Yeah. Um, so, Julian, thank you very much for your input. And I'll definitely have a look at that. And what I'll do is I'll make sure that that link is on the description link after the show as well. Um, yeah. So mind mapping, just one of the many uh, kind of educational tools that are out there. All the all the examples that I've given so far um, uh, apart from uh, no, actually, all the all the uh, examples I've given um, are free to an extent. Some of them are completely free, such as Mind Maps app. Um, some of them you get uh, a trial to try out before you uh, give up your hard-earned cash, or before you start talking to somebody in your institution who is able to give up their hard-earned cash to have a look at some of these things. Um, yeah, be very careful though. You know, be careful. Don't don't always just get dazzled by the pretty the pretty things that some of these programs can do. Always have the end user in mind, whether that's yourself, whether that's your students. Think to yourself, okay, all right, this this program does this particular thing. Is it going to be useful for the uh, students that I work with? Is it going to be useful for myself? What are the chances that they're going to stick with it? What are the... Um, pitfalls that might come with using a particular program. Uh, strangely enough, thinking back to my own teaching career, one of the biggest pitfalls when it came to using a piece of technology, if it was online especially, was how easy was it to type in the address into uh, 40 different Chromebooks, as it were. Um, and if that address was not really, really, really easy to get to, that could often cause many a problem. But that's talking about back in the day. Back in the day, ladies and gentlemen, where we didn't have those things like QR codes. QR codes, what's that about? Oh my goodness me. Yeah, we're talking way, way back when. Um, but think about some of the hurdles that might occur when using this kind of software as well. It might be a case that students don't respond to this way of planning, that they don't uh, actually uh, like it or they don't find it useful. Uh, there is no point using any of these things or any recommendations I make or any programs or anything like that if it's not going to be immediately useful for the students or yourself. And if you think to yourself, actually, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, David in year nine is going to take one look at one of these things and just uh, disengage, then don't use them, you know. As I say in this show, uh, as I have done previously, and uh, basically on a daily basis in my job, the technology should work around the user, and the user shouldn't be working around the technology. That's what it's about. It's about help and how to help a particular process. And if you think that, if you think, and you have the individual in mind rather than the technology in mind, um, you can think as to whether something will be useful. Because let's, you know, let's be frank. You're going to be the experts on your own students. But it's nice just to have a little bit of a, uh, 
of a little bit of an explore when it comes to this kind of technology. There's many, many different apps. Uh, many of them are completely free to use. But um, have a think to yourself, okay, uh, this is the class that I've got on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, they need to plan an essay to do with something. Is mind mapping going to be a really effective way of doing that? Or um, have I got the time to show people how to use this particular program? Because that's always a thing as well. You know, people don't understand that uh, lots and lots of different students, th th there's no such thing as a digital native. And in many different cases, uh, even with st fairly straightforward, in my opinion, mind mapping technology is quite straightforward. That doesn't mean that a student will automatically just pick it up and run with it. That's, that's never going to be a guarantee. So do you have the time to, uh, if needed, teach students how to use a particular tool, a mind mapping tool, if you think it's going to be of benefit for that student? And if the answer is no, then, you know, then personally, I would be disregarding it and moving on with something that I know works. I'm not really, and I, I, I keep saying this, you know, I love the things that technology can do, but we have to think about them in practical terms. We have to think about it as to the outlay of time it might take to teach somebody how to use a program. And does that initial outlay, does it balance itself out with the benefits that a particular program or a particular app or a particular way of working even? Uh, uh, does it outweigh the time? Does it outweigh the benefits? Does the benefits outweigh the time? And if it does, then... Um, we have to think about that. Uh, excuse me for one moment. Having some technical difficulties at the moment, ironically. So hopefully we can sort that out in a second. I think there might have been a power cut around this way. So let's see if we can get ourselves back as soon as we possibly can. He says. It's always the way, isn't it, that when we think about what's happening and we think about, and especially when we're talking about technology, that there are always technical difficulties. So let's have a little thing and a little play and see if we can come up with something ourselves. Um, give us a shout if you can still hear us, because, you know, who knows in this day and age. Let's just have a quick look and see if I can't bring ourselves back. You may be hearing clicking in the background. Um, did you see, did you hear how calm I was then? Could you believe that? I'll tell you what happened. All right. This is, this is the kind of, this is the kind of veteran that I am. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Seema. Um, Seema said I was very calm. This is the kind of hardened veteran that I am. Halfway through that last piece of uh, talk that I was giving, the TV that I'm using just completely switched off. Couldn't hear, couldn't see anything. Uh, and then the remote control that I was using to turn it back on again, that didn't work either. But we persevere and we sail on through. And if I hadn't mentioned anything, maybe nobody would have noticed. But thank you very much, guys, for letting me know that you, I can still be heard. 
Whether that's a bonus to anybody out there, you never know. But as I was saying, if we think about um, technology in a secondary fashion to the people who use the technologies, as teachers, um, is this going to be a good fit for your students? And a lot of the time when it comes to mind mapping, yeah, it is. Mind mapping is a really, really nice way that is not hugely overawing, that's not particularly um, uh, off-putting. It's a really, really good way of getting students to think about what they're doing and getting students to plan. Because getting students to plan something, as a speaking as a former English teacher, uh, getting students to plan anything <laughs> when it comes to writing is often like getting blood out of a stone that has been put down a well that says there ain't no stone here uh you've got to be really really um uh, really really good at getting students to start to think about things like for instance creative writing because for some reason a lot of students just think that creative writing is a kind of is a lightning bolt and writing a story can just be just done off the top of the head and that's why we have so many stories ending with it was just a dream or ending with the swift death of the main character that was always a thing when i was teaching you know the the person who the story is about just dies you know because you've run out of ideas and so mind mapping is one of those things that helps students to think about processes to think about some of the ideas that are linked to the things that they are doing but anyway um as my heart has uh, now uh, dislodged itself from my throat after that little technical hiccup. Um, I'm going to play uh, weekend news again, and then we're going to go a little bit more kind of philosophical, a little bit more uh, candid, and possibly a little bit more cynical in regards to technology and the issue of productivity. So stay tuned for that. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen grade improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC Schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn. U-P-L-E-A-R-N dot co dot U-K. Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland 
Ireland full free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Evening Standard reports on comments made by the Duke of Westminster in an article featured on the paper's website. The article focuses on the government's pledge to provide £79 million to help improve mental health support for children and young people in England. The pledge, made 12 months ago, would help grow the number of mental health support teams in schools from 59 to 400 by April 2023. In the article, the Duke highlights data provided by children's mental health charity Place to Be and the National Association of Head Teachers, which shows that between April and October of last year, over 400,000 under-18s were referred for specialist mental health care in England, a 70% increase in the same period in the pre-pandemic 2019. Isolation, the breakdown of formal and informal support, periods of lost education and the social and academic pressures of returning to school have all taken their toll. The Duke focuses on the importance of early intervention and argues the case for funding to be developed here to prevent a further increase in young people requiring crisis-based specialist treatment. The article is featured as part of coverage of Children's Mental Health Week and includes references to research by Oxford University's Department of Psychology which suggests that children from low-income families or those with special educational needs may have experienced greater mental health problems than others and are likely to recover at a slower rate than other groups. The article concludes by reiterating the need for early intervention and a call to ensure that young people have their voices heard. With Valentine's Day approaching, pupils in Jersey have been visiting elderly members of the community to spread some joy. Operation Valentine is an annual event run by students from one of the island schools. The event, which includes a Valentine's meal, has been held for more than 30 years. This year, due to the Covid restrictions, the meal cannot be hosted, but instead they're delivering Valentine's afternoon tea hampers to local care homes. 160 hampers were delivered on Friday and the day is regarded as very special as this small gift has a huge impact. In Northern Ireland, rugby legend Rory Best has launched a sports project aimed at making sport more accessible for young people with disabilities. Best is an ambassador for Sported, a UK-wide charity that supports grassroots sports groups. The charity will support four groups in Northern Ireland in becoming more accessible for disabled young people. 
spotted ZIM for its Include project is to see more young people with disabilities participate in sports and, as a result, have increased self-confidence and improved physical and mental health. Best said he was honoured to support the launch of this wonderful project. A press release on the European Union's official website outlines the EU-Africa Global Gateway Investment Package, which will focus on education, skills and technical vocational training. The release focuses on how EU funding will support joint action on improving the quality of teaching in participating countries, empowering girls and vulnerable groups through education, developing skills and vocational education, and improving youth exchanges in Africa and between Africa and Europe. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, it's Safer Internet Week with the official day being on Tuesday the 8th of February. This year, the UK Safer Internet Centre is questioning whether gaming online is all fun and games. They ask young people to explore respect and relationships in online gaming. A lot of schools may be having drop-down days and you may be expected to deliver an online safety lesson. This is great, but are you confident in your knowledge? There's nothing worse than having to teach a lesson out of your comfort zone, especially when you're discussing a topic where the learners may know more than the teacher. Saferinternet.org.uk, the brains behind Safer Internet Day, have come to the rescue with a series of films under the heading of Virtual Assemblies on their website. Starting with a story about in-app purchases getting out of hand for 3-7 to year olds, and then for 7-11 to and 11-18s to having a discussion on online behaviour and respect. This resource is informative and will allow those of us that are less confident to play the film and facilitate a discussion. As always, if you're going to use an online resource, make sure you've watched it first to make sure it's appropriate for your pupils. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. It's really good that I had that time. Whilst that was playing, I've created a mind map about what I'm going to get uh, my partner for Valentine's Day. Well, I say that my mind map at the moment is get something for Valentine's Day. So we'll have to work on that a little bit when it comes to uh, uh, the links and stuff. Sorry about the uh, technical uh, uh, technical hitch there. Um, I like to think of those things as uh, small tests for those of you listening. Uh, well done for staying and listening. You've passed. Good stuff. Um, yeah, so mind mapping. Uh, I'm a recent convert. I think it's a really good way of doing things uh, for students. Uh, can be very useful as a as a really kind of um, a really immediate way of getting ideas down and for and for staff as well. Um, goodness me, don't we all need a bit more organisation in our lives? And mind mapping is one of the ways that we do that. Now, the last part of the uh, of the podcast today is um, we're going to talk a little bit about productivity technology. Now, um, as somebody who works with uh, many different types of technology and many different um, uh, programs that help students to do certain things, um, I've had a, a little bit of an epiphany recently um, about productivity in uh, the digital space and productivity in the workplace, because those two things are often very, very much linked. They go hand in hand. 
and I've started to think a little bit about some of the issues when it comes to productivity, uh, productivity technology. Now, the thing that kicked this off is um, uh, an algorithm on my YouTube, uh, my YouTube uh, uh, list. Um, so you have your adverts before you have to, before you can, you know, watch, um, uh, you know, upcoming trailers and uh, kittens playing on the piano and uh, all that kind of jazz. And for some reason, the algorithm god uh, believes that I need project management software. I don't have a project to manage, but the algorithm knows a little bit more about my needs and wants than I do, apparently. So every single time I open up a video to watch on YouTube, I am hit by uh, a really, really uh, winsome advert for a productivity management project app. Every time, every time. I, I, I long for, I don't know, uh, how to bake a cake or, you know, um, or look at these really good trainers. No, every single time it's about how I can make my project and make the people who work on my project more productive through the use of technology and through the use of things that are linked to that technology. Now, I don't know about you, but I think teachers are pretty productive as it is. Um, in general, you kind of get a lot done, you lot, you know? Um, so when it comes to this kind of push for productivity, this push to be able to fill your time in a more uh, streamlined fashion, it's all about streamlined, it's all about making things easier for you to do your work, especially when it comes to this particular, uh, I don't know whether I should actually say the name of the product because um, I ain't never buying it ever now. I might have done before they started absolutely hammering me after every, before every cat video. Um, but no, I, I, I'm like, just out of general principle, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna buy this particular product. Uh, I'm never gonna recommend this particular product. And um, possibly I will try to do my utmost to um, ensure that this particular product completely fails. <laughs> no, that's, not, that's not true at all. No, yeah, it's true, it is true. I am that vindictive, I am that mean. Um, but it got me thinking about this whole issue of productivity within the workplace. Productivity within the workplace is really, really good if you have an end goal. If you have uh, restrictions that mean that if a piece of technology allows you to do something faster, for instance, if it allows you not to have to duplicate material, uh, if it allows you to um, uh, contact people in a much easier fashion, or if it allows you to kind of uh, grab data that's needed for you to do your job, and then you can do those things in a more efficient way and in, in, in an easier way, that's great. I like that. That's okay. Um, making your job easier is the ideal for me when it comes to technology, especially when it comes to uh, technology in regards to teachers um, and people who work in education. Because if there's one group that need uh, to be able to do things in an efficient way rather than going round and round the houses, like round and round, uh, forget the houses, round and round the whole neighborhood about 15 times, um, then teachers are it because there is so much more on your plate in the case of a day-to-day -day job 
than many other many other professions um but then i thought to myself well who's this productivity for you know when we say uh, productivity what exactly do we mean and i think sometimes especially in the regards to this project management app that kept popping up it was about enabling people who work for you to work more to work harder or to get more done now that in itself if that puts the pressure off the individual well that's okay but then i think to myself well who does that benefit you know who does a, a push for productivity through different apps different technologies um does that really benefit teachers themselves or does that just mean that you have to do more work um i'm quite cynical at the best of times you may have got that feeling listening to um uh, my previous shows that sometimes i go i don't really have rose tinted spectacles when it comes to technology and technology use um in education or in any other field to be honest and sometimes i think to myself well if there is this massive push for productivity oh you can get twice as much done in a day well that sounds exhausting <laughs> and it's always it's always kind of marketed when it comes to project management apps uh, when it comes to uh, streamlining different ways of doing things when it comes to ensuring that you as the worker can reach your potential when your potential is uh, to try and get as much work out of you as humanly possible sometimes i think to myself well is that necessarily a benefit now I'm not 100% sure that that is a benefit. And uh, and this goes back to the the feeling and the kind of message that I've been giving to people over the uh, podcast that I've done previously is if the technology is there to increase your uh, work rate, what's going on around you to ensure that that work rate is not uh, unrealistic? Because you could have the most uh, efficient systems or you could employ the technology to have the most efficient systems in regards to your day to day. Uh, in regards to, for instance, marking, you could get a program that allows you to perhaps use, I don't know, um, uh, speech to text um, in your marking or allows you to use um, uh, algorithms to kind of predict what a student is going to do or it will allow you to mark 50 books in an hour rather than just 20. Well that's great but why are you having to mark 50 books in an hour you know what what kind of <laughs> what kind of job in what kind of role would that be sustainable no matter what kind of technology that you're using so I always like to have uh, you know I like to kind of let people see the technology and let have uh, uh, let people sample some of the stuff out there but I'm always thinking about okay right okay so we have uh, we have this marking technology that will allow a teacher to mark uh, three times as many books um, in the time that they are marking now that as a teacher is a real benefit because it means that you might get to the end of your massive massive uh, Himalayan size marking pile that you might have built up if you're anything like me because um uh, i was not the best 
at keeping on top of marking, if I'm going to be brutally honest. I can say that now because I'm not a teacher anymore. Yeah, marking was not my forte in regards to making sure that it was done um, uh, quickly and on time. But anyway, um, but surely the issue should be rather than, oh no, here's an app that will allow you to mark uh, um, 50 books rather than 20 books. Surely the issue should be, um, should we require or should uh, teachers be required to mark that many books in a limited amount of time? And if you have a technology that allows you to mark more, what's to stop people from saying, oh, well, let's, let, let's double your workload when it comes to marking because you've got this technology now. It's really fast. So you can do twice as much, three times as much, four times as much, five times as much, and so on and so forth. So with my little technological angel, on my left shoulder and my little technological devil on my right shoulder i think that there's always a place for technology to make people's jobs easier but in regards to some technologies that increase in productivity doesn't really lead to um, an easing of workload it can just mean that the workload is increased because you can get through more of it um, I recommend productivity and organizational apps to my own students, very much linked to things like um, calendars, uh, to-do lists, uh, things that help students uh, remember upcoming uh, important dates, things that allow you to um, not have to duplicate different materials um, and put them in different places that kind of, you can put everything in one place, as it were. But that's because um, the students who I see, they have a finite amount of time to do a designated task. So in my case, uh, when it comes to uh, higher education, the students that I see have a number of years to uh, gain a degree or a number of years to complete a PhD and so on and so forth. And there's a designated amount of time they have to do that. In, and the end goal is there and it's clear. And so in those cases, productivity apps, uh, calendars, to-do lists, uh, reminders, alarms, uh, things that streamline uh, kind of the donkey work when it comes to academics, such as, um, ooh, uh, referencing and citation. Okay, referencing and citation is an absolute nightmare for a lot of the students who I work with. Uh, a num uh, many of the students uh, who I work with are on the dyslexic spectrum, many students are um uh have adhd many students have chaotic home lives so when it comes to productivity apps for that particular um i think so for instance that you can uh, you can get apps that you can use your phone to take a picture of a book and then it will write that reference for you you don't have to do any of the kind of donkey work you can take a picture of a barcode and then you can tell the program what type of reference that you want and it will auto create that reference for you great love it lots of students find that really really useful because it means it cuts down on the time that they have uh, to spend organizing that kind of thing now that's really really good but in regards to teaching and in regards to And in regards to um, not having an ending in sight, not having an end goal, um, having to keep putting, uh, keep kind of 
taking on board extra work, taking on board extra pressures, not having a time limit about how this thing will end, but just to carry on and be more productive and be more streamlined and produce more and do more. I don't necessarily think that that in itself is of benefit, especially when it comes to education. So that's my little uh, kind of downer caveat that I tend to put in every every time in regards to these podcasts. I'm I, I, listen. I'm really optimistic at the you know usually really optimistic, but cynical. Uh, I like to think of myself as pragmatic. Other people like to think to think of me as like a right downer. But when it comes to technology, technology uh, for productivity, you have to be able to have an end goal or insight when it comes to that productivity for it to be uh, uh, effective. Because otherwise, if it isn't an end goal, if it is about trying to get as much out of teachers uh, that you possibly can with with the aid of technology or not, I don't necessarily see that as something that we should be aiming for. So yeah, <laughs> thanks, Noreen. Tom, pragmatic, Starkey. That's possibly the nicest. Uh, <laughs> that's probably the nicest nickname anybody's ever g- given me. Um, there's definitely been a Tom p-word, Starkey, but um, we won't get into that when I am on air. Um, yeah. So uh, just the use of technology in all walks of life can help with many different things, but when it comes to productivity. You have to be careful of that word. I mean, productivity, who does the productivity benefit? Because if you, if an app allows you to do three times as much work, um, then you have to think to yourself, why, why, why do I have to have an app to enable me to do three times as much work? There are questions around technology rather than just recommendations that I give at the beginning of the show that you do have to consider. And I think people sometimes are looking for uh, ways and are looking for uh, things that will allow them to do more and always do more and just go on and on and on and on and on. And for me, I don't think that's sustainable, no matter what kind of technology that you're using. So just be aware, I think. Um, Just be aware that sometimes streamlining apps, sometimes things that market themselves as uh, being productivity programs, there is an underlying kind of philosophy behind those programs. And sometimes that underlying philosophy may not be for the benefit of teachers. Just a thought, just a thought. Hopefully that's not too controversial on the Sunday night. Um, I know that sometimes uh, I tend to kind of uh, go to the dark side quite quickly when in regards to technology. And that's not ever my aim, uh, because I believe that technology can do some fantastic stuff. The recommendations of uh, mind mapping software at the beginning of the show, every single one of those, I've seen help students. Uh, I wouldn't recommend them if I hadn't. Um, I've seen um, uh, Mindly in particular, when it comes to students uh, with dyslexia or ADHD, is a fantastic app that allows a student to look at information in a different way and to collate information in a different way, which then in turn allows them to reach their potential when it comes to academic study. And that is, that's no, that's not a thing to be, uh, you know, sniffed at 
as it were. But there is another side, and especially when it comes to uh, teaching, and especially when it comes to teachers and the push to make teachers more productive, to make teachers more streamlined. Um, sometimes that doesn't help, doesn't work at all because uh, I don't know about you guys out there, but when it comes to kind of streamlined processes, there does seem to be a kind of blind spot in uh, teaching and uh, education across the board when it comes to the different areas. Uh, the amount of times that I've had to send the same document to three different places or fill in uh this was a really good one here personal back in the day personal anecdote here we go um i used to do one-to-one -one sessions with students who were struggling with their literacy um and then uh to make sure that the students were uh, having a fulfilling learning uh experience um it was uh suggested that the students should write a um summary of what they have learned that particular session uh, the problem was that the students who I was working with, um, it took around about three quarters of the session to write that summary. I disregarded that pretty quick. But um, yeah, so uh, streamlining can be of a benefit uh, <laughs> very much when it comes to processes that don't really make much sense. But the constant strive and the constant push to become more productive, to do more, to do uh, much more than should really be put on any individual teacher or teachers as a group. Uh, sometimes it does worry me. So, um, as I've said many times before, when it comes to technology, when it comes to the things that uh, teachers use, uh, just be aware that th these 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 technologies do not exist in and of themselves. They are part of a philosophy. Sometimes uh, they are part of. Um, a way to uh, influence people into thinking that perhaps, oh, I could do more. However, everybody out there, you you know, you're all you, you're all smart cookies. You know, you know, you you know the score when it comes to something that's been introduced uh, in regards to technology. And if you think that something is going to really, really help you, if something's going to help you get to the end of the day where you don't have that stack of marking in the corner just looking at you like making you feel like properly guilty you know when you take you know when you like grab a bunch of marking and you take it home um and you just leave it in your boot of the car if so if you, if, you, if you can find a technology that helps you get get rid of that those books get get those books marked and allows you time for yourself then boom that's lovely but technology that helps you get rid of those books, get them marked, so you can have more books to mark and more work to do, I'm not 100% sure that that's the best thing in the world. Uh, but anyway, um, that, that is my, that's my, uh, that's my kind of downer, kind of negative, pragmatic. I, I, do lo I do love the fact that people are saying, yeah, it's pragmatic. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, it's just yeah, be careful, you know, be careful about this kind of thing. Um, so to sum up, uh, at the beginning of the show, we talked about my mapping software. We've had a couple of uh, really good recommendations on the chat. I'm just going to have a little flick through so just to make sure that I haven't missed anybody or anything because I would hate it if I've just if people have actually taken the time to comment and I've just kind of uh, just disregarded them. 
because um, although in my everyday life that's quite a regular occurrence, uh, if you take the time to comment, it should be the it should be the point that I actually take the time to respond. So yeah, we've had um, uh, oh oh so oh producers said that they've put in a jingle request for you. That's great. Best be quick, otherwise I'm doing it myself, Tom. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, and nobody would want to hear that in all honesty. To be honest, I think maybe music creation might be part of next week's show because um, uh, not, <laughs> not that I'm trying to put the boot in or anything like that, but uh, when it comes to music, there's some fantastic stuff out there at the moment that is really accessible, really easy to use and can result with very little time to a really, really kind of impressive product in regards to music. So, um, yeah, in fact, yeah, I'll, I'll, here is I'm going to give myself a challenge. What I'm going to do uh, for uh, next week's show, we'll talk a little bit about music. Um, and I am going to try to create my own jingle uh, using only free software uh, from the Internet. How's that? That sounds that sounds pretty good. That, well, actually, it may not sound pretty good at all. It may sound awful. But um, I think that's it's nice to nice to get, nice to push yourself every so often. So that's what we'll do next. Uh, so next uh, uh, next session. <laughs> Thank you very much. We've got a comment on the chat here. Uh, it says we'll judge it. Ah, that's uh, that's that's um, deeply sinister. Thank you for that. Uh, I, I like to see that we're keeping it light there. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. I'm thinking maybe you know uh, early two thousands garage. I reckon that I reckon that'd go down a treat, you know. I think that's the way forward, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so we'll do music technology for next session, and we'll look at different um, different ways that we can create that kind of technology. I think that's that'd be quite fun, to be honest. That gives me an excuse to uh, have a bit of a mess around myself. One of the fantastic things of my uh, when it comes to my job is that I get to spend an inordinate amount of time testing things and trying things out which is really really great because if I can do that I can give people recommendations it means that you don't have to do the legwork yourself you can just uh, come you can just uh, come to me I'll throw a couple of recommendations out there and we can go from there but that probably relies on me actually creating something that sounds um, half decent and doesn't sound like uh, metal being scraped on metal um, uh, over wailing cats. So that'll be what I look for. In fact, I'll use a, a mind mapping uh, software to see if I can come up with a plan for that. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Thanks for all the input as well. It's really, really appreciated. Um, it's really nice to have a little bit of to and fro uh, from uh, you wonderful listeners out there. Um, hopefully, I've given you some good recommendations uh, in regards to mind mapping software. Let me just go run down the list, the things that we've spoken about uh, today. And of course, I'll put, as I said, I'll put all the recommendations into the uh, description um, of this uh, podcast. And then you can have a look yourselves if you have time. So uh, from Tom's Tech Tips, Tom Tech Tips, uh, it's mindmap.apps, that's I-M-I-N-D-M-A-P dot A-P-P-S. Uh, a really good free online um, choice when it comes to mind mapping. Also, as 
a more sophisticated aesthetic choice mindly is a really really good program to use um have a go have a go yourselves um if you were like me when i was a teacher organization perhaps didn't come particularly naturally and my mapping um is don't let the inset days put you off guys don't let the don't let the power struggles that go on when you're sat around with a bunch of other teachers trying to fight as to who's going to talk and who's going to do the writing uh, don't let that put you off there are some really good programs out there um yeah so uh, I think we'll draw to a close because I now um, am regretting saying that I'll create music. Uh, <laughs> so after this show, directly after this show, I'm going to go and have a look and see if I can't come up with something slightly, slightly bearable. And once again, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for taking the time to comment and taking the time and also putting up with various technological hiccups as it were um next time hopefully my huge screen will not turn off for no discernible reason halfway through the session although i am suspecting that maybe one of my lads downstairs is messing about so um, i might bring him on next week to apologize we'll see but anyway thank you very much have a really good evening if you're off next week uh enjoy it oh my goodness me enjoy it and if you're not off next week enjoy the fact that you will be off when other people are back. Okay? All right. Thank you very much. Have a good one. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.